Welcome to episode 5 of the On a Family Basis podcast. My name is Jake. Hey, I'm Ben. And I'm Dallas. And we are four cousins taking a trip around the bases talking about baseball and the recent news and topics that need further discussion. As you can tell, because there were only three of us, Dan is still on vacation, so next week we'll get him back outboard. As we always do every episode, we start off with what have we been watching? So Dallas, what have you been watching this past week, past week in sports, but also just in general? I haven't been watching a whole lot of anything, actually. I'm kind of really busy at work, unfortunately. So I uh, missed all of both playoff games yesterday. So I'm out. All right, Dell, let me ask you a question just real quick. Since you didn't watch anything this weekend, what's the one movie you've seen the most time in your life? Go. Probably. If you had to pick one singular movie. These Step Brothers. See, I was thinking that. And, I, and then I told Dave that it was probably uh, Saving Silverman for every night yeah, that I slept over at your house for three straight years. And we watched that every night before bed. It's probably the thing. The thing is, I never made it past 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can't was always, I can't count that. You've seen it 10. You've seen the beginning 10 times, 10 minutes, oh, 10 times. You've seen so many yeah. times. It's it's gross. I could re I can relive that. I, I still to this day dream that scene. Wow. Okay, so I watched uh, I watched football, and as you know, Jake, I complained to you yesterday about day playoff games. I think they stinky poo-poo. I like night playoff games because I feel like playoff games are supposed to be exciting, prime time, you know, in the moment. They had nothing else going on Saturday night, so they absolutely could have put one of the games on Saturday, one of the games on Sunday, and you just maximize your viewership. Now, I get the idea of having, like, a football Sunday. That's cool. It's fine. Whatever. But give me the primetime games. Give me two 7 o'clock kickoffs, maximize viewership. I mean, but either way, they were great games. Um, I had a lot of fun watching them. I wanted the Rams to win, and I wanted the Chiefs to win because, you know, State Farm, Mahomes, it's my guy. It's my oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, I'm a corporate I'm a corporate uh, stooge. Um, no, but I love I love Mahomes. I think he's incredibly good. So watching him play anytime is awesome. But you know, I'll take it. I mean, you, I, I'm still going to watch the Super Bowl. Like 95 percent of most people on on Sunday. So but yeah, I just watch football pretty much. And then uh, I started watching the Sunny podcast. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia. They they have a a podcast where they recap each episode and they kind of just joke around and stuff. And that's been a lot of fun, so I've been watching that. Or listening to that, I should say. So um, you like that show no, There are no other podcasts besides ours. <laughs> no, you're right, yeah. You're right. That's my yeah. fault. That's my fault. Just cut that from the record. Just strike that. Edit that out. Got it. Edit that out. This, uh, this past weekend, I did watch both games. I think... I watched the Chiefs and the Bengals game. I watched every single play of that game. So that was the first time in maybe my life. And so that was a good game. I wanted the Chiefs to win. I lived, I lived in Missouri for quite a while, as you guys may know. So uh, a lot of Chiefs fans as friends. So they were all very, very sad that this time it didn't pan out. And then the Rams and... Gosh, I already forgot. Niners. Uh, I watched the fourth quarter of that game. 
and mm. they're about to end well. So, but this past week, I've actually actually been rewatching the Marvel on Netflix series Daredevil. So I've been oh, watching no. that. So that's a very very good show. Um, for I've watched first and second season already, and it's. Can know, we take great. a? a- can I take a time out, a, a quick detour? Are you all caught up sure. with like Hawkeye and everything? Yep, I've seen everything. Okay, so then you saw the ending of Hawkeye, dude. Yep. And then Spider Man, did you see Spider Man when it came out? Yep. Bro, I went like I love Daredevil, so that's like my jam. That yeah. show was I absolutely love it. So when I I just I'm not gonna say, it, but you know what I'm gonna say? I was oh, I was yeah. here in the theater, brother. I was I was here. Oof, no, it was it. It's funny. I didn't see the spider-man movie i didn't see no way home until about a month after it came out so like early mid-january but Mm. i saw so i saw the the hawkeye like and before i saw no way home so it kind of had feeling like it may tie together somehow and it turned out to be very fun say that so yeah that's good i mean again (laughs) I I wouldn't talk about this very much on this podcast, maybe on occasion or in future episodes, but everything Marvel, Marvel um, even comic books, I try to read at least one comic, one Marvel comic book a day. And so I just, I yeah, I eat it up. So I can't wait for Moon Knight that starts in March. So Yeah, that looks really fun. That looks really fun. Actually, this week, I want to start off with a trivia question. And this comes from the news, but now it's debated if it's actually news or not. There was news, I think it was yesterday or Saturday, that Tom Brady apparently is going to retire. Hmm. Now, this news is being disputed now by Tom Brady's dad and whoever else my dad said yeah my my dad said i'm not but uh so tom brady has won seven super bowls which everyone always talks about so the background question or background info is that there had there are six players in baseball history who have more than seven championships there are six that have more than seven so which who is the baseball player with the most World Series rings? Off the top of my head, if I had to guess, yeah. I would say Yogi Berra, but I don't know. Yeah, Yogi Berra is my guess right. because he's got he, he, all those Yankees from like forties through whenever he retired. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was I was just gonna say Jeter, but that would be only like four. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's not Jeter. It is Yogi. So, he has 10. <sighs> he has 10. Wow. Dude, so. that's like Bill Russell. Like Bill Russell had 11, oh, yeah. right? So, he had 10, and then he had final for his big toe, too. Stuck on his big toe. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. yeah, so, as you can imagine, most of the top, I think it was top, like, 20 players as far as championships are all Yankees. Who would have thought? <laughs> Right. Yeah, That's I would assume weird. Yankees are Cardinals, right? Because they have the most between them, the two. Yeah, um, but it's Yankees. It's it's uh the Yankees 
because in between the 20s and 30s, they won so many. So either way, that was the... <laughs> I want to quickly just read some headlines, some news from this past week. So we don't even have to discuss this stuff because this is... you can, I'll, I'll put the links in the podcast notes and on YouTube. So if you guys want to, you can read about these stories. So as we talked about in our group chat, Tennessee Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown said on Twitter, he retweeted a tweet about Bo Jackson playing in both the NFL and MLB at the, at the same time. This The wide receiver, A.J. Brown, kind of hinted at, joked about trying to play baseball in his spare time. He was the second player ever in history in high school to, to be in the Under Armour All-American baseball and football games so he obviously was talented to the least but he was never able to play baseball at Ole Miss where he went to college because he actually signed with the Padres out of high school so he couldn't play college baseball so it kind of hinted at that I think that is a joke I know Ben Ben you sent me that and I was like there's no way I know he was joking Dude, that's, joking that's ins- that. insanely talented I mean, I mean, if you're an, if you're an all American in one sport, that's great. Yeah, that's but two, 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 and then signing, and it, it, crazy. All right, so the sixth story comes out of the New York Mets organization. So, in last year, I don't know if you guys know, and I bring this up because Dallas actually has a connection to this story. So last year, um. In the MLB draft, uh, two Vanderbilt pitchers went in the top 10. Jack Jack Leiter, but then also there was a pitcher named Kumar Rocker, who was selected 10th overall to the Mets. But the Mets, after they drafted him 10th overall, saw on his some scans and were scared about some of the images they saw of his throwing elbow. So they didn't even sign him. They didn't sign their 10th overall pick because they were scared that maybe it's worse than they thought. So, But the story actually goes on because supposedly if you don't sign out of being drafted and you leave college, which is he'll have Vanderbilt, he actually is not able to sign to or signed to another team, so he actually has to play independent baseball this year. But he's still in the top 50 prospects, so do you play that much or do not? I think he'll have to. I mean, maybe, or maybe he gets hurt. Yeah, but... I mean, I don't... Yeah, go ahead. If he doesn't play, they're going to think that that they were right in not signing him. Yeah, it's kind of a... As I read in this article, it's kind of a catch-22. If he doesn't play, right. then it looks like he's injured. But if he plays and he doesn't play well, then he can lose draft stock. So the only option is to play and play well. Right. Really. Here's, here's my here's my thing on, on most teams. And, and we talked about this a uh, little bit about uh, contracts, I think, last week or whenever it was. The yeah. Mets – how much were they going to pay Kumar Rocker? Like, how much does that tenth pick get? Because I think it's slotted, right? It's not a ton of money. It's not earth-shattering money. I think right? most. I think most of the money 
comes from a signing bonus and they wanted they dropped their offer from a signing bonus i think of like 10 mil to mm-hmm. something like five or six and Kum- okay. kumar rocker decided to assign that sure so let's say the mets come out and sign pitcher abc next year on a one-year deal he's a veteran they give him 10 million dollars guaranteed and then he blows out his elbow so you just wasted a year and 10 million dollars anyways so why not lock in a guy that you can have for multiple years who's 21 years old maybe clearly one of the two most electric arms in in all of college baseball last year why not Pay the money. You take the hit. Fine. He needs Tommy John or he needs whatever. You sit um, one year. They they kept Cindergard for how long? Yeah, I, and he I was mean, hurt maybe, every year. Maybe, maybe they're afraid of that. I guess, know? dude. But I I don't know. I just feel like if you're the Mets and you're Steve Cohen and you're a billionaire, you can afford to spend a little money and and take a risk on a guy who might be hurt one season, but then you still get the rest of his career that could be. Great. Yeah. So it just seems like a it seems it, like a risk not worth taking by this thing. Yeah, it, it very much seems like why not lock in the player for seven years? Worst case scenario, he has to have surgery, like everyone does nowadays. Especially but, pitchers and Tommy Jones, yeah. But some people are saying, you know, if it's that bad and they didn't sign him, it must be really bad. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is the other thing. I guess I don't have access to the imaging. And even if I did, I wouldn't know what I was looking at. So I get right. that. But it's still like right. if I'm the team, I'm, I'm taking the risk inside. That's actually go to our first base topic, which actually has to do with MLB The Show. So just today, this is on Monday night, MLB The Show announced their cover athlete. And who is their cover athlete? No way, it's Shohei. Crazy. Oh. Right. So their cover athlete is Shohei Otani. The, the least surprising With, news. Yeah, I mean, as if, kind of everyone online said it was going to be him anyway, so it was, it was a huge surprise. So what are your thoughts? Was it a good pick, obvious pick, or maybe should they have gone a different route? Ben, what do you think? Oh, it's it was the only pick I think they could have made. Realistically, you want somebody like so they they did Tatis on this I guess last year's game. However, you want to look at it this year, last year the one that's out. And if you're trying to reach like a young demographic, which MLB clearly needs, they need to invest in young, youthful players. And there's no player in baseball right now who's got more eyes on them, who's more captivating, who's more you know popular and electric than Shohei Otani. Right. Mm-hmm. So realistically, who else would you put on your cover? I mean, that is like the prime example. That's why you put Mahomes on that. That's why you put Lamar Jackson on your game. That's why you put like these guys that are going to get eyeballs and get people to play the game. You know what I mean? So like I remember for the longest time back when we were growing up, All-Star Baseball was one man. It was number two, baby. It was it was El Capitan, right? So then he goes all those years, and then when they start switching it up, and then it was fun. And then you're trying to guess who's going to be on this year's cover, who's going to be on Madden this year. Remember when Eddie George was on the cover of that Madden that first came out? That was like the first one post yeah. John Madden being on the cover. It was like, oh, oh, we got a whole different ball game now. There's players on the cover now. You're trying to guess who it is, and it it, it became like a cool little part of each year's uh, presentation of the game. So yeah, like I said, I think Shohei absolutely was the right pick. Was the only pick. I think for this year, just like Tatis made 100% sense 
last year. Yeah, what do you think? The most logical only pick, really. Like, I mean, Benny pretty much touched on everything, but um, one of the episodes that we talked about him earlier, like, he's just he's the dude to follow right now. He's um, he's a, a threat on the mound in the field and at the plate. Like, who else? Who else can do Triple that? Triple threat. Triple threat. Triple threat, if you will. Quadruple and, threat. If Because he's coming for your girl, too. You better watch yeah. out. And he so, put liquid paper on a beat. And it died. It died. I do think it's the, I mean, it's really the only pick, as you said. But I do believe that they could have gone a different route. I think maybe having something where you do, I mean, I would. I would be interested to see if they do a pitching cover for one version and then they do mm. a hitting version. So the one thing I would say is that if baseball wanted to kind of make it interesting, is they could have had someone like uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. on one and then had DeGrom on the other one because one hitting, one pitching, which one do you pick? I sure, think it yeah. could have been it could have been fun, but if they do that with, with Shohei, I don't think they'll get the same amount of sales because you're still getting the same guy. But sure. for some reason, having two versions makes people like it's another discussion piece. It's like which one are you getting? Did you so I don't know if you saw, but it got leaked by Nintendo. So they weren't gonna release who the legend like the legendary cover is right away. And then Nintendo yeah. accidentally dropped it. Did you see who it is? No. It's Jeter. Jeter's finally yeah, going to be I mean. in the show. So it's you – no, know, because he hasn't been in the show. He's going to be in the show, right. and it's the $100 version, and I'm going to pre-order it as soon as my wife lets me. So, boom. <laughs> yeah. That's as soon as kind I can clear that. Yeah. As soon as I don't get beat up. All right. As soon as I get approved. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. As soon as I, as I, soon mean, as I get a I mean, I'm – I'm right there with you. I mean, once it's kind of a green light, we'll see. Jump throw. I'm going to Jeter jump throw. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be first base. Just jump. So, so the one question I had based on that was kind of a reflection question. And I think, uh, Ben, we'll start with you on this. But, at, you know, as, as kids, when we were growing up, baseball video games were kind of instrumental. They were super influential to our upbringing, our love of baseball, just kind of our introduction to the overall culture of baseball. So is that still the same thing now? Or is, do you see this next generation not really caring too much about like a specific sport video game? Because if you look around, you see sports video games are still very popular. But when it comes to baseball, is this still as important or influential, or do you think it should be? So that's a great question. We we talked about I, I talked about it a little while ago when uh, we mentioned Jeter was on the covers, all those old uh, All Star baseball games. Like Dan and I talked about this not that long ago. He and I used to. That's how I learned to keep score because we would take my dad's old scorebooks from the season that we just played right. at Isaac Walton or whatever. And they had all the extra pages in the back. And we would literally keep score while playing N64 during this baseball game, right? Because, I mean, that shit, it was that ingrained in, like, Man, that, baseball that's was life. nerdy. Oh, I know. But it was like baseball was life for us back then. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of it, if we're talking 
video game aspect. It's changed because everything went online now. Like the only way we could have played video games together is if we were at each other's house, sitting shoulder to shoulder, like this close, breathing on each other's faces on a 32 inch tube TV, if we were lucky to have the big TV free. You know what I mean? Had to play in system, in person on that. When everything expanded and, and we got better video games and everything blew up like that, you were always going to have your baseball contingency. So the people that were always going to buy baseball games were always going to buy baseball games. Those are baseball fans. But baseball is having a hard time attracting new fans, getting younger people to come in and watch the product. So I don't think, like Jake, to your point, I don't think it's really going to matter who they put on the cover, really. I mean, if the idea is to put somebody on the cover of the game that's going to get new fans, Shohei was the guy to do it. But I also don't know if that's really going to move the needle that much in attracting new fans. So I just think baseball is having a hard time doing that in general. I mean, that's just like viewership, that's interactions on social media, that's everything. Um, baseball's just been struggling in that in that realm for a while. Uh, so I don't think it really was really going to matter who they put on the cover to push a lot of move a lot of sales. But I think you know Shohei was the right guy to go with. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. Dow, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I really um I think. If I'm addressing that question appropriately, I think um, video games are equally, if not more important to kids for the sports, just, um, you know, because that's how I learned the rosters. And like, I only still know late 90s and early 2000s baseball players. And that's because I played the video game so much and watched it. And you become more vested when you have... uh, more uh, personal attachment to it. And since I've stopped playing any sports video games, I can't tell you a full roster of any team today. So I don't know if that's a, you know, a strong enough correlation, but it works for me. So Dallas, you talked about uh, games kind of growing up. Is there one particular game that kind of stands out as a something that we played together like one game that would stick out no mercy oh got some wrestling in there oh yeah let's let's do it we'll bring the The real the real sport the proper american (laughs) i mean um all-star baseball was was the go-to for all of us um i actually I, i i would definitely say it was bigger than madden it was bigger I mean, what are, what were the sports games back then? You had NBA Jam for a little bit. Um, He's heating up. Or uh, like all the ba- the basketball Blitz. games were fun, but they were not good. Um, Blitz was fun, yeah. Blitz. Blitz was probably more of a more of the football game than Madden was back then. Like people yeah. liked Madden, but it wasn't. It didn't have the following that it has today. Now Blitz was more cartoony, and it, it obviously was like. It tapped no? into that 1990s like unnecessary aggression. Yeah, well, that's what I, I mean. thought it was like, pretty it was, realistic. It really tapped into that like we're gonna get our video games are gonna be dudes in ice cream trucks running around smashing into each other. I don't even right. remember the name of that game. What was that game? Uh, Twisted Street? Metal, right? The Twisted, Twisted Metal. Oh, right. Twisted. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, Jake yeah. and NFL Street, NBA Street. Those games were incredible. Uh, yeah, those were fun. Yeah, I mean, I had a little SIRI malfunction when you asked the question, so I think I caught on. Like, what were the influential games that we played? 
yeah. more or less. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like No Mercy absolutely needs to be on that list. And then if we're talking super competitive but not necessarily sports, it's got to be Mario Party, right? Or any of those Mario yeah. – Mario like – Dude, but then even the Mario Tennis, how incredible is Mario? Kind of growing up, the only thing I could remember clearly is Red Also Baseball. Also Baseball 2001. I mean, that for some reason, the image of that game will just stick in my brain for really as long as I mean, possible. I mean, I have a brain injury, and I still <laughs> remember that game clear. So it was great. Yeah, I mean, about leaving just, a lasting impact, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but also let me just say for, for reference, like right after I, you know, acquired my brain injury, like two weeks later, I was watching Power Rangers, the a movie from the nineties, and I knew every line. So I mean, maybe it's not like a huge deal, but it was just what was important to you. That's what yeah. right. Yeah, and Power Rangers so, and All Star Baseball. Is I mean, is I mean, those so, things matter. So, yo, side of the Jake I like, sent, who are you? <laughs> Get out yeah. of the way. The Red Power Rangers. On Watching Power Rangers. No, so I sent Dave this what? picture the other day. It was the greatest crossover event ever. It was the Power Rangers and the Ninja Turtles. So the Ninja Turtles like morphed in the, or maybe I sent it to you guys. Is that who I sent? I don't know. But no, it I've was, oh, it was incredible. I was like, this is. If I was, no, I saw a picture. Old, my head was. Oh yeah, dude, it would have been insane. Did they just do that crossover? I think it was so. a while ago, right? Hmm. Oh, I don't. I know. Maybe, maybe they didn't. I just saw the picture. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that. So it's probably recent. I don't know, but yeah. So I'm gonna guess that. We're gonna start playing some some of that game. So that game does get released. I believe it's April fifth. So oh, probably nice. get it either on that day or pretty soon after. Again, like if right if it's day. approved, if it's approved the in, day after Kendra's birthday, maybe she'll give yeah, me a gift for her birthday. Yeah, if it's uh, if it's approved and I get the I get the big the the, the AOK from the boss. So. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll definitely get just the regular version. <laughs> Let's actually uh, hit second base And this topic was actually brought to us by Dallas And this topic concerns minor league baseball And the housing policy, the housing plan That's coming up for the first time ever Whenever their season does begin So, if you guys weren't following Which, to be honest, I didn't know this even happened Until I think it was late December so I didn't even know that the miners were having housing approved. So mm-hmm. it's brand new info. So if you guys don't know, again, I'll put this in the in the bio. And if you guys look down in the podcast, I'll put this link on there so you can read a couple articles about this. So kind of the gist of it is that the minor leagues have never had a players association and they're not under the professional uh, PA. So they never had much representation when it comes to, or any sort of sit down, seat at the table when it comes to their salaries, what's provided by the team. So the miners, for the, again, for the first time ever, are going to receive housing from their from their teams. 
in response to it, the advocacy group for the minor leaguers, which again is called Advocates for Minor Leaguers, it's pretty self-explanatory. Pretty they say that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, we get right to it. So yeah. makes sense. So they said just recently, I think it was this past Thursday, that now with this mass, they call it a massive player victory. That was even even still, they said it was unilaterally determined by the by the by MLB. They said mm -hmm. that there are three possible issues with the policy. And with those, those three issues are not providing privacy of their own bedroom. They're not accommodating to players who are married. And also they're going to have host families potentially for players instead of providing their own rooms. So that kind of came out as a recent, but I don't know if you guys knew this until, I mean, I looked it up, but can you guys guess what the financial compensation for a minor league player is? You guys know that? 200000 150000 I would say it is, it is significantly wow. less than what Dallas is saying. <clears throat> I would no. say it's probably less than that. Probably like oh, wait. 35. 35? 30. Wait, are we talking independent league or triple A? Minor, minor leagues, yeah. All right, so we're talking about triple A ball players getting thirty thousand dollars. Oh, that's, so we're not scratching their surface, really. So there's different pay. There's it's a minimum, but let's just let's just say that players are getting double the minimum, which is not going to be the case. But let's just say they're going to double. So there's different pay per per league. So if you're in rookie ball, A ball, double A, or triple A, which are all in the minors, you actually only if you're in rook, the rookie league, minimum salary is four hundred bucks a week. For single, <laughs> for single A, for single A, it's five hundred a week. For double A, it's six hundred a week. For triple A, it's seven hundred. A week and, and and the big and in there is that they only get paid during the season so let's let's just do that math shall we if you get paid 700 bucks a week let's say for 26 weeks you would get paid a little over eighteen thousand dollars in six months that's pretty trash. That's, that's <laughs> such a deal, dude. And that's horrible. So, anyway, so again, that's minimum. So let's not say everyone's getting paid minimum, but let's say the average. I'd say more players player, are probably getting paid closer to minimum than are getting paid probably closer or over. over no, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. So, and and those are players that are on their first deal with the team. So if you're sure. on your second deal and you're in the minors, then you get paid more, but whatever. It's a, it's what it doesn't matter too wow. much, but it's not but great. It's not great. And then also again, up until this year, they didn't have their housing paid for. They don't right. have their food paid for. They had travel and equipment. 
and but they don't have any financial freedom when it comes to housing and food. So anyway, you're paid nothing, and then for six months, you're probably working a second job just to really provide. Just to uh, you mean a second job to like have your cell phone? <laughs> because yeah, yes. damn. I mean, again, so so when you really look at it. It's uh, it's not much, <laughs> so that's the situation. Four hundred dollars a week, dude. I mean, Im- imagine again. These are you should, and again, this is usually players on their first contract. So these are guys anywhere from eighteen to uh, twenty-five to I mean, up to twenty-nine, thirty, who are getting paid uh, under minimum wage. And also, they didn't pay it under the poverty line. Mm-hmm. So the question is, and that this may be a, a very leading question, but I don't care. If I have an opinion. So the question is, should, should minor league players be happy that they didn't pay anything as a potential stepping stone to the pros? Or should minor leaguers possibly take further steps to develop their own PA? I think, realistically, they need to unionize. You know, we are uh, we are from pro-union families, I believe, as uh, a lot of union workers in our blood, brother. So, red, white, and blue. No, honest <laughs> to God, honestly, if I'm being serious, those numbers are insane. You know, everyone, you, you, you said that you're an athlete, right? And there's like this expectation that comes with that of you look like you drive a Rolls Royce and you've got money just falling out of your pockets left and right. Like you're just this guy and it's it's the opportunity, it's the desire, right? To eventually um my boy get to that seven hundred dollars a week taxed though. Bro. No, 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 no. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the the yeah. the perception by people is that baseball players and athletes are super rich, but they don't realize like the numbers. Like I didn't realize how little they were getting paid i don't think any of us really truly realize how little they were getting paid you know what i mean and that's the perception it's hard to change people's minds when you say i'm an Mm -hmm. athlete and i'm broke they're like how can you be an athlete when i see player x y and z making uh, hundreds of millions of dollars you gotta get right that that was the point obviously i know my money but it's just they need to unionize if they're if they genuinely want to make change get that bread. and yeah get live livable wages and have housing and do stuff that's important and necessary for human life yeah I mean, they, well, they obviously we, but, need to try and unionize don't you think dude before we even like get to the pay can we still can, let's revisit the fact that they have host families bro like bro like you, foreign you exchange in someone's basement bro like you don't know these people like they're just like, okay, well, I'm going to go play baseball. I'll be back in a couple hours and then go to my <laughs> job at Walt's bagging groceries because I'm hungry. So, yeah, yeah. I got to eat. I'm going to eat two hot dogs every day. That He's I like, that's, that's insane. That's like, if they, I mean, I can't, and, and business prospect, I mean, from the biz, like financial side, like, you got to think, man, like, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're making money, obviously, at minor league games, but it's, I mean, you go to a minor league game because it's cheaper. Right. So, I mean, true, like, I'm sure like the wages, even if like they can get more, it's going to, it's still not going to be anything comparable to the league minimum for the MLB, which is what, 600,000. 
So like, I mean, the minimum is five hundred and seventy thousand. Okay, close. So it's, I mean, I I wouldn't, I mean, and again, like, I can't walk on to a triple A ball team. So like, I'm not arguing that fact. Like by what? any means, like they they maybe maybe I can like carry their bats, but like they could um <laughs> See, they they should be getting they should be getting paid more. So, uh, but yeah, unionizing I and mean, it's strength in numbers. I always, always believe that you got to, you got to make, you know, got to make a stand because nobody's going to pay to see me play ball when they could be seeing a triple A ball player play. Fight for the rights of every man. Jake, well, we got to find a way to get Hulk Hogan's theme song and play it in no. Dallas this big. Oh. And let's get Hulk Hogan's <laughs> theme show. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you guys want to reach out, go ahead. Okay. I will. I'll be, I'll be put in charge of reaching out to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, but anything make that happen. I think as I was doing some research for this, and again, I'm not super well versed, and maybe I'm thinking some stuff wrong right now, but I will say this is that the ones that I know is is a hard set is that the the major league baseball, an average major league baseball team is worth around two billion dollars and their minor league affiliate teams do get funding from them as well so they're not without another revenue stream so with these teams having that much money again net worth is different than what come what kind of cash they have i get that i know that stuff but when it comes to overall worth and value and when you look at it and you compare it to if you just are aware of the income that's coming into players it just you to me to me it's just subjective you can't really help but want the players and people i mean they're human beings to have more for themselves and then for their mm-hmm. families right so we're we're going there to watch them so, I mean, they're the start, literally right. the stars of the show. Like, they need to get compensated for thousands of people traveling how, to watch them play. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, how can they afford the robot arms coming to AAA if we can't even <laughs> My afford boy. to pay the players? You know? I mean, how about pay the players more money than have call the, the games robot themselves. umpires? Yeah. The batters. Take, take all of that money system. and put it. No. Just put it all in a fund for their team and just move on. I heard the I heard the company who did the uh, the Arizona vote audit is the company doing the minor league. Oh, umpire. that's good. That's good. Well, yeah, they actually kind of trend. No good. What? what? What do they call those guys? The uh, some crazy. Do you guys remember their name? It was the most oh, ridiculous. No. Like cyber like cyber rangers. Cyber cyber ninjas. No cyber ninjas. All right. That well, I mean, in in some way college. that kind of, in some way that kind of does transfer to the next bit of minor league baseball news is that it just came out this past week. Uh, it was actually a memo that was leaked, and a baseball insider, Jeff Passan, again, he's kind of my go-to when it comes to any sort of news or updates. He let out that in a memo sent around and it was acquired by ESPN, they will not have 
a mandate for players to be vaccinated this uh, upcoming season. But they will have managers and staff be, quote, up to date. So it kind of begs the question, why not the players? So this is not a... This is not a political take, but I will say this. It it seems dumb. Dude, there's there's nothing political about vaccines until Donald Trump opened his mouth. And so nobody in politics was ever like, Oh, why are you guys getting the flu shot? That's the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, why why do you guys not like like measles and you know like let's bring back chicken pox and smallpox. Yeah. Right. Here we go, right. polio. So, here we go. <laughs> like, oh, and also, from, I mean, simply, simply from a business standpoint, you would think you would want your players. I mean, I understand like mandating, and you know, people are like, murmur, murmur, constitution. But like, it's a it's a private business. So if like if they want to install a mandate, they can do that. So do it. Like, I, I like from a business standpoint, you lose your players due to an eight like a sickness. Like you're losing money then. So why would they why would they be interested in that so it's just enforce a mandate get vaccinated it's not gonna hurt you and again this is not a political show that political to say that we want our players to be healthy we would like our minor leaguers who get paid nothing to be safe and have a future in league so i just i don't foresee any sort of real issue so um yeah but i don't know politics aside uh, man politics aside just be healthy so you can play ball uh the third base topic is actually actually going to be something where it actually would help if we had a video component to this so what i'll do is i'll post it on to our instagram and our twitter so that you guys can see this oh yeah Dad. so yeah up Dad's probably opening a big chips or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's all safe. You muted. Hold on. All right. So, oh, I don't know you guys can hear that. Oh, yeah. Very clear. All right. So, again, this is a visual medium. Medium. So, what I'll say is if you guys want to check out the our top 10 logos in our favorite ballpark, what I'll do is I'll post it to our Instagram and to our Twitter. So you guys can possibly see our list and then you guys can add in if you think my picks or anyone else's picks are, you know, horrible. And you guys can go to Instagram or Twitter and the handle for both is Family Bases Pod. Family Bases Pod. And that's both on Instagram and Twitter. So what I'll do for us is I'll put it on a... But what we're going to just do is we will transfer over and look at our top 10 logos. So, Ben, I had you starting off. Why don't you just get his popcorn going? Can you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, popcorn. we can hear your popcorn. Yeah, you think I you put know, a I thought... on the microwave, brother? Yeah, I, I got these, uh, I got the AirPods. I thought that no. the, would... I'm so sorry. I thought it was like noise canceling for you guys, too. That, no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's, I think it's noise amplifying that... for everybody else. Can you guys you see have me? It. Is this video on? <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyway, how do you how do you work a how does the internet? how do you work a text message? <laughs> so, all right, Jacob, starting off, we're going hot. We're going hot. Here we go. So Ben, just start okay. off. This is our this is Ben's number ten. Boom, What's boom, your number wow. ten? Let me tell you this: it's clean. The black is clean. I like the orange on the black. It's unique in sports. Not a lot of teams do orange and black. You have the Bengals. You have the Orioles. I'm trying to think of other teams it that might be matter. orange and black, and I am failing. Um, I just think I, I think the cursive O is nice as well. I think Kersavo um, is a good one. All right. So number nine is the Yankees. Bam. That is wow. the baseball logo. That is the most classic um, logo in all of Major League Baseball. It's Americana, red, white, and blue. You have the Yankee doodle hat. You have, uh, you know, Apollo Creed's hat on the ball there. <laughs> Go Yankees. All right. Next one is actually very small. So what I'll do is zoom in. <laughs> So, Ben, you have the Brewers. Yeah, we're going old school Milwaukee Brewers with the M and the B that makes a glove. Um, Mm. It took me way longer than it should have to realize that's what it was. I thought it was just a glove. (laughs) Um, Wow. And I like like that paler blue or the, the, the more blue. Than the Nate, like the darker navy that they kind of went it's with. Royal, in the 2000s. It's royal blue, Benny. Yeah, royal. true. Sure. Yeah. Right, so, also, I can't believe what a fool he thought that was a glove. I mean, it looks. I literally like thought that until today. I thought it until yeah. right now. <laughs> it is a glove. right now. I didn't notice it was an M and a B though. I had no idea until oh, you yeah. said that. Like yeah, everyone it took knew a long it. Time too. And I was like, wait, no, I didn't what? Know By the way, my computer crook- might die. So I am trying to uh, revive the uh, charger yeah. as we're going here. It's so if I get cut out, that's fine. Yeah, All right, beautiful. so number seven, why don't you go through quick Old school, things. baby. Yeah, old school. Um, Montreal Expos, obviously. Uh, that logo is incredible. Um, it's a real shame that they don't have uh, a team in Montreal. I was really pumped that the Rays might go out that way and play some mm-hmm. games this year. Um but I, I love the baseball logo, red, white, and blue. Again, can't go wrong with that color combination. Yeah. All right. Number six is the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Emphasis on the two dopey-looking dudes shaking hands there. Yeah, That's an incredible nice. logo. That's an incredible logo for the Twin Cities. You have the M and the guy on the left for Minneapolis. You have St. Paul, the gentleman on the right. It's it's a it's a great it's a great logo. Yeah. All right. Number five. You have the Cubs. Yeah, I had to go with a homer pick. Obviously, uh, the Cubs were going to way to go, but it was just which Cubs logo I liked the most. And I always liked mm. ones where they were more emphasis on the bear aspect of it. So uh, I went older, old, older version, older school version of the Cubs logo. Okay. And number four is the Oakland A's. This so picture we- you sent me is not great. No, it's, it's not, you know, but uh, the logo itself is great. I'll tell you this. When we first came up with this topic, that was the first one that popped into my head. It was the wow. elephant balancing on the baseball. I have no idea why the A's stopped using an elephant as their logo. Elephants are cool. Uh, they should bring that back. But also, it's just a, it's a sweet logo that makes no sense. I mean, are they circus clowns? Are they baseball players? Are they circus playing baseball players? Yes. Both. Right. Yes. So number three is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. Again, another homer pick. Uh, I lived in Arizona for a little while. 
became uh, enamored with the franchise. But also, when we were growing up, dude, 1998, 99, that's when the Diamondbacks and the Rays came into existence. And that was like yeah. when we were watching baseball for the first time and like truly absorbing it. And the expansion was the coolest thing <clears throat> to me in the world. I was like, oh, man, teams can just pop up out of nowhere. That's incredible. And there's, dude, that color scheme of the teal and the purple and the gold. Yeah. yeah. Ah, chef's kiss. All right. Number two is the Toronto Blue Jays. We're sensing a theme here with the colors. I like reds. Mm. I like whites. I like blues. Um, but for me, the Blue Jays logo, I'm a fan of birds. Birds are my favorite animal. I don't know if you guys mm. know that. I love birds. No. Blue Jays, I think, are the prettiest bird. And on her. top of that, I love the, in this logo specifically, the two variations of the blue. You have like the deeper blue for like nice. the bird's mm. bottom half and then the lighter blue for like the top part. And then the sneaky maple leaf in there as well. Boom. That's yeah. what makes it number two. Drum roll for number one. Your boy, Jake, hit me with it. All right. Number one is... Bam. All right. Oh, yeah, so here's, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Rockies logo. So you have the outline in purple behind the mountains. Okay. And then you have the Colorado flag sneaking in there, which is orange, red, and blue, and white, obviously. So it's a traditional Rockies logo with the imprint of the Colorado flag coming through. It's nice. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite. Number one. Boom. Yeah. I mean, those are a solid 10. And again, if you guys obviously can't see it via audio, what we'll do is we'll be able to put it up on Instagram and Twitter so you can look at Ben's top 10. And what we'll do is we'll go to my top 10. Real quick, let me just share my screen so that everyone can kind of see my top 10. All right, let's see. All right, so number 10 is actually a team or fans, I should say, that I never really got along with, and that includes Dan. That's the Chicago White Sox. I, I mean, the colors are simple, to be honest. All I wear is black and gray, so this goes with everything. So that's number 10 for me. Number nine is this actual Toronto Blue Jays. That's a this one, too, it does have this Blue Jay with a fake, like, Canada tattoo on the shoulder, which Dude, for some Roger reason. Clemens steroid arm, too. He's how he Yoke is right there. He's like, I mean, that's not. <laughs> Let's not start making allegations against a bird. So, okay, hey, hey, all right. Clean so, no, number eight is actually the Yankees, but it's just the NY. And that's because to me, this is the Yankees. There's just, you can you can tell the whole story with just that logo. logo. So, that's number eight for me. Number seven is this Tampa Bay Rays. Ooh. Which used to be the Apple race. I know Ben be. just got this on his hat and it just reminded me. This one yeah, right there here? it is. Ooh. Yeah, that one right there. This Tampa race logo. I mean so, it was a funny side note, Jake. I opened the I opened the box where the hat came in. I take it out, yeah. I show Hesu all three of them. She loved the Guardians yeah. one. She really liked the A's one. She looks at that one, she goes, Yeah. That was it. No. She just wasn't no, having that, it. That, that, <laughs> I was I mean, like, You're wrong. That's the best one. So number seven, I'll say, is that. Number six, I love this Detroit Tigers with an actual tiger and the font of the D. The tiger coming through the the, the letter D. 
a weird look. I don't know. To me, again, this is some nostalgia of that. Um, let me see. This is number five. Is I know Dallas, you have a Seattle Mariners as well. I love this uh, Mariners one. Um, yeah, I can't see it much more. So, now before the classic Dodgers one, I know you can just have the letters for the Dodgers, but I love this Dodgers with the baseball going through. Not going to exactly pinpoint the reason why, but I love this one. And number three is this classic. It was the Florida Marlins, not the Miami Marlins. The Florida Marlins. I love it with the, the Marlin actually wrapping around the F. I think that's a pretty sick look. Number two, I actually had to go to a Homer pick. But I wanted to make it number one, but I didn't. This is number two. Oh. The nice. Chicago Cubs 1984 logo. It is classic. You know what it is. Again, black, or sorry, red, white, and blue. As Ben loves. And number two. And then this actually is my number one. Red Sox. Wow. That's yeah, Again, not just, even the, beat, the actual Red Sox. It's just, it's, they're literally Red Sox. They tell it's the entire story pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's a terrible team name. <clears throat> But but right too, cool right there with them. yeah the socks. So, so so Dels, what we'll do for yours is if you just wanna go through yours as well, I will get it on screen so you can show us. Sure. And again, I'll say it after every time. If you guys want to see our logo picks, I will post this to our Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is Family Bases Pod. So Dels, this is your top ten. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so this was. This is number one. Sorry about that. We're going in this reverse is, order for me. This is number 10. So that's my number 10. So, uh, yeah, it's the Houston Astros. I um, I don't know. I, I like seeing orange in, um, in logos, but also I just like the. Uh, I just love the star. I don't know something about. I just like stars, uh, Chicago star, and just this and the teams. But um, yeah. and it brings all of their teams team colors together. Um, and I also like it when it just shows uh, like their the city or state that their team's playing for. And yeah. since you probably wouldn't know it's an Astro, it's got to spell it out for you on the bottom. Um, yeah, I like true. it. It's a nice looking patch. True. So and coming two. in at, at number nine. Pittsburgh, baby. Pittsburgh. Uh, I was there for just a couple months, but I really like the city and um, really like the. I, I just love the color combo of black and gold or yellow in this case. Um, and the font is it's just eye catching. It's the pop, and then it's got like the white outlining around the P. Uh, it's just it's really pretty to me. And coming in at number eight, Toronto Blue Jays again. Man, Toronto's Toronto's on the map, but uh, yeah, just I mean, with Benny on this, uh, I think Blue Jays are super pretty, and uh, I just like the way that they threw their logo together. They really picked it. whoever developed the the sign, like the uh, the artwork, solid choices, and the maple leaf there brings it brings it together for old Canada. And number seven is that one. 
Yeah, South Side, man. Chicago White Sox. You know, as much as much as you don't want to see them succeed, it's still a they they got a, a real clean, nice logo. They do. So. And coming in at number six, Orioles. You got the the black and and orange, uh, but then you know it's just the one with the the baseball diamond in the background. I just I like that they're you know emphasizing the sport. Um, it's it's neat. Yeah, I like it. Go O's. Go All right, and number five is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Dude, the Diamondbacks are tough for me because I think they have killer logos like like their color schemes like but i had to go with the expansion year so uh just classic i i love the uh was that purple and like a teal uh it's just it was it's awesome like i remember yeah like benny like i remember when when the d-backs and the rays came out and i was like man's like that's amazing so um you know everybody when we were playing lily everybody wanted to be the diamondbacks in the first year but <laughs> That was elite. You get back that, then. You get yeah, that purple just, T-shirt, baby. That purple dude, T-shirt. That purple T. But um, but yeah, I really like. Uh, I just uh, it was tough because I really like the maroon and black and gold. But uh, but this is this was a solid color combo as well. Yeah, I like it. And, <laughs> and I, I also four? liked the D, where the snake wraps in the D. That was a close oh. one too. But uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, number four, we, we got the Florida Marlins. Um, yeah, man, love the color Same combo. Yeah, it's not it's not like too wild. I mean, I like that you know Miami Marlins like they got the color like the it's vibrant. You know, it's trying to re- like reflect Miami, but I feel like this is this is more Florida. In the Miami. Sense of just, yeah, exactly. Like you know, like I feel like the new ones like you know we're going out to a club type look. This is yeah. just like classic. You know, like hey, like we're here to play ball. But um, but I like that they actually have. <laughs> We're here to win uh, a World uh, Series uh, and sell off all of our players immediately. Immediately. Yes. Within the hour. <clears throat> Twice. Sorry, John. And number three is the Red Sox. Do them both socks, man. They, I like their classic B. Um, I like the Red Sox, you know, logo. But um, this kind of brings them together because you still have the B and, like, the font that the B is. But spelling it all out for you. It's got mm-hmm. the baseball in the middle. And then uh, just the pair of Red Sox. I really like it. It's another good patch. That in uh, Houston, they got some good circle ones. And then Seattle, man. Seattle's a uh, – I like that they bring the Mariner compass in, like with the baseball um, yeah. at the center. So it's just like a clear emphasis on on the sport. Oh, like the, you're and, talking about uh, the nautical star thing? The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The thing, you think? Yeah. So um, it's just really – just a really cool uh, logo, and I also vibe with their color. I think the colors that they picked go very well with their city because it's the Emerald yeah. City, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. it's re- it's really uh, it's cool. And number one, dude, that number one, oh man, I love that that uh, 1914 Cubby Bear, man. That is uh, like Ben. I like when the Cubs uh, and you, Jake, um, all of us pick yeah. ones with bears in it. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, you know, the C is cool, but I mean, the C could be for anything. Cleveland has a C, so I mean, yeah, it's just it's very like okay, but um, but yeah, I really like uh, just you know, little bears. Let me try. I just picture him walking around with a baseball bat, you know, looking for his little buddies, being like, well, let's play some ball, man. And then you know, let me, let I me love interject. Why is his face hat. so long? Do you, all right, so because apparently <laughs> back in nineteen fourteen, 
they had terrible artists that make bears look like anteaters. I was going to say yeah. anteater bears are terrible. <laughs> yeah. This dude doesn't, he's not sure what to do. It's like, <laughs> I'm out of here for ants or I'm playing ball. I don't know. Steal yeah, your lunch at a picnic. And uh, those, what, those were our top 10. I mean, we have a lot of crossover. So we do. Yeah, we did. Every, a, big Blue Jays fans. All of us. You know what we didn't have? The Cincinnati Reds. I mean, true. Because nobody wants to go to Cincinnati. Why do they have a baseball team? Nobody took the Texas Rangers. You know, that's a it was a good one though. I do like the Rangers. Now they have another good And Jake, I'm surprised as much as you like the Padres uh logos and or jerseys and colors, you didn't Mm. think the Padres. I love the jerseys. The logos just didn't make the top ten. Mm. This is top ten of all time, so it's hard. <laughs> well, I feel like yeah, like the logos that we've all picked were more like active logos. Mm. You know, like nobody picked the regular B for Boston, like San Diego, right. like what you said, the SD mostly. I mean, there's a couple Padres right. ones, you know, like with a father running around or right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we all had active one. So the next kind of topic that we planned on talking about was ballparks what's our favorite all-time ballpark and i'll just say for the sake of it for time why don't we just say what our favorite is and maybe why one reason why it's our favorite so i'll go first on that and then 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 dallas wanted to end us so i'm actually going to kind of steal this stadium before anyone else does kind of organize that for myself to pick the first one and and i'll just i'll just say it because i think it's the best the best stadium i think i think wrigley field is my my favorite i mean okay and one one reason why because everyone 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 has loved to play there I've never heard one legit complaint from a fan. A player, they used to have small batting cages. Now that's not a problem. But fans and players love to play there, watch a game there. So that's been a a true thing all the way through. I'll pick Wrigley Field any day. Ben, why don't you go next? What's your favorite ballpark? So I've been to only a handful. Runner-up has to be Old Turner Field, uh, the one that we went to in the 2000s, just for memory purposes. I think, it, I mean, I think it's a cool stadium, but there was nothing that really popped it. For me, the coolest stadium I've ever been to, and also one of the cheapest, which I think plays a huge part in it, was Arizona when I went to the Diamondback Stadium. Dude, my uh, girlfriend and I at the time sat in left field bleachers immediately next to the pool, right? Or right field bleachers, I'm sorry, next to the pool that they have out there. For like a hundred dollars total, we ate, got drinks, both tickets in the outfield, and everything else like that. Like all of it, relatively cheap, all things considered. So that Arizona, I think it's it's a cool stadium. It's very inexpensive, and and one that people should check out if they get a chance. And Dallas, what's your favorite ballpark? Man, I spent a good while thinking about this one. Because you've been to the right. I think. Well, we're all right. So, 
this is really tough. I'm going to have to give an honorable mention. Like if I can't pick Wrigley, which I won't because I feel like, you know, I'm copying off my brother and I'm not going to do it. So, um, no, I, I do like, that would have been my answer though. Um, hundred percent would be Wrigley field just for the, like the neighborhood, the in park atmosphere and right outside the ballpark atmosphere. I really think, um, non-biased, like bias aside, you know, Cubs fan aside is like, it is the best ballpark experience that you'll find for baseball. Like, and that does like it's excluding like parks that will have like all that extra high tech stuff that like ballparks are throwing in now, like where they have like fan experience. I think they might ref refer to it as like where they'll have like a, a radar gun, see how fast you can throw. It's like, bro, it's not a carnival. Like we're here like for a baseball game. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like it's cool, but like we're here for a ball game. But like the the Cubs have fun stuff like right outside the ballpark though. So they're not you're not distracted in the ballpark, and I really like that. Um, St. Louis has now, that too, yeah. My number one, I really would have to go with PNC Park. Mm. PNC is it's got a beautiful drop uh, backdrop of the Pittsburgh skyline, and it's uh, it's super cheap to get in. Like Ben, like to Ben's note about being affordable, like ball games, and I really do think ball games should be affordable, and all sporting events should be. But uh, I think I got in for like nine dollars. <laughs> and the it was just crazy um the food options were great um you got like um one of their i think they might have a, like a permanti bros out there which is like lucky's in chicago ben so like it's a place it's a staple and i think those uh those are actually family members that established the lucky's and permanti's so oh that's cool think, uh, yeah so like they do the same like style of sandwich so you mm -hmm. get like a you know anyways but like so it's, it's yeah. there's good pittsburgh staple in there um, it's focused on the ball game. Um, it is still, I mean, it's on the river side, like one of the river sides. So you get that beautiful black backdrop of the city. And, um, and like, there are still like some things to do around the ballpark, but it, it's not to the same extent of like Wrigley, but, um, but you still get that connection to the city. And, um, it's a really good, uh, it's a really good atmosphere and environment for sure. And the affordability just like goes into it. So I, I would have to go with Pittsburgh. Yeah. For sure. It seems like the only thing they're missing is a good baseball team. <laughs> baseball. That's what they're missing. Yeah. So. A little bit. But yeah, it's, right. it's a really it was, fun it was, it was way to spend three hours. <laughs> Highly recommended though, for sure. Yeah, it's uh I, there there were so many possible options that I literally took like pictures of like twenty parks and had to uh, <laughs> I was like default Wrigley. So yeah. it's hard. But I will say again, again, I'll I'll put all of our picks as, as well on our Instagram and Twitter. So if you guys want to check out our favorite perks and logos, I'll make sure to put that online uh, very soon after this post. So what we do after our third base is that we round third, come home, and we have our weekly home sports mm -hmm. team take the week. So since we all are from, what we'll do is ha we'll have our weekly sports chicago sports team take the week so ben want you to have your sports take of the week my sports take of the week is about the chicago bulls <clears throat> um levine and DeRozan being all-stars is great i think levine's gonna end up starting because kd won't play i want to say that sounds right um and I can't even tell you when last time the Bulls had two All-Stars, at least on the same team. Maybe maybe Joe and Rose back in the day, back in those uh, early 2010s. 
years. I mean, that's a decent, that's a decent while ago. Um, so it's just exciting to find the, you know, cause I've been a Bulls fan through so many crappy years, you know, from the Jordan era, obviously, but then through the baby Bulls and through all of all that. And then you finally, we get Derek Rose and then things start peaking again and then he gets hurt and then the Bulls are terrible for another decade. Um, so it's exciting that the Bulls are finally, you know, good again and, and it makes basketball, um, for me, at least that much more enjoyable. I think I always loved basketball because I couldn't play it because I was so terrible. And I admired these dudes who could jump and dunk and, and do, you know, insane stuff. Um, so I've always had like a soft spot in my heart for basketball. So just, yeah, being able to watch the Bulls um, play well has been probably the highlight of my winter so far, especially since, you know, the Bears crept out so early. So. And Dale, what is your take of the week? Uh, just the Blackhawks are trash right now. Really hoping that they make some moves at the deadline. Uh, they are second to last in the conference. It's looking really just not good. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's good, good to see the Bulls doing well, bring some of that 90 glory back. But, uh, yeah, it's just tough to see, you know, yeah. Yeah, the team – a team like the Hawks that were doing so well for a while. I mean, I'm, and I'm about to say like they're like their key players are getting old, but they're my age, so I'm like, bro, I'm, come on, I'm not so, I mean, you're getting there. No, but we are there. No, yeah, we're yeah, you're gonna be 34 so. soon, bro. Yeah, happy 34th birthday, by the way. I'm 33. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I called Benny for his birthday. I was like, hey, happy 34th birthday. And he goes, or I texted him. He goes, hey, thanks for the fact that I'm 33. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I had a dream. Dude, I had a dream that I I was 34 and he turned 34. And so that dream was so real. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Well, my take take of the week is actually kind of referring to last week's take of the week, which is the NWSL. They're the Women's Soccer League here in the U.S. They actually just finalized a CBA agreement just like minutes before we started recording. So they're going to have preseason. So the Red Stars are going to start on time. And the Red Stars are hopefully good. Where do they play? Do they play where the Fire play or do they have their own stadium? Well, the fire just moved this past season back to uh, Soldier. But the NWSL, the Red Stars still play at Toyota Park. Oh, fine. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit outside of, uh, outside of obviously, obviously the center of the city. But, I mean, again, I went to go see a game this past June. And I mean, great atmosphere. And How'd you like it? It was. It was. Like the park? Yeah, I mean, I like the park. I've been there before. I saw the fire play there. I think it was like almost now. It feels, oh gosh, like ten years ago. But the Red Stars. Yeah, I mean, I went there with myself. Again, I'm in. The, I'm in a wheelchair, and I went there with me, my wife, and daughter. My daughter, who's six, and uh, my father-in-law. And we were able to sit in accessible seats, and we, it was still a great view, and it was it was fun. It was so I will always support the Red Stars, but I'm just glad they're gonna have a pre, start their preseason tomorrow. So that's my take of the week. Is that I'm just happy they're starting. There's some team 
that I like in the city that's playing. Right. So, and that book that book concludes our longest so far episode well, of well, on a family based podcast. Again, my name is Jake. My name is also Jake. Mm. And no, that so is mine. and we'll have a brand new episode this time next week so why don't you guys enjoy some sports i know the this upcoming week is the pro bowl but why don't you guys enjoy some other sports besides football for a change hopefully we'll have cba by the next week if not we'll keep hoping and praying that they have cba figured out soon so We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.